They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. They don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love. They don't love you like I love you. Oh, down. They don't love you like I love you. Something don't feel right because it ain't right, especially coming up after midnight. I smell your secrets, and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless. How did it come down to this scrolling through your call list? I don't want to lose my pride, but I'ma fuck me up a bitch. Know that I kept it sexy, and know I kept it fun. There's something that I'm missing, maybe my head for one. What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy? Jealous or crazy? Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. A master wealth, they had you labeled as a king. Never made it out the cage to like that moving in them streets. Never had the baddest woman in the game up in your sheets. Would they be down to ride now? They used to hide from your lie to you. But y'all know we were made for each other. So I find you and hold you down. Missing say, hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. They don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up. They don't love Only you I like I love you. Do your show then, bitch. Thank you. Welcome to Radio Raheem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. The show would have started sooner, but Aaliyah wouldn't stop yapping. Welcome. You don't want to put a three minute and 41 second song. I didn't want to play the whole thing. You were just yapping. Well, so. It's eight o'clock <laughs> in the dot. All right, true, true. We have a lot to discuss. Sure. All right, welcome to Radio Raheem. We are at the intersection of pop culture and everything in between. I am your host, Dara Raheem, and I'm joined by my comrade. Aliyah Raheem. Thank you. All right. I am a comrade because I am a communist. Uh, No, you're not. Um, Okay, so I think today is probably the fourth episode. And we're finally going to get to that intersection of politics that I <laughs> claim that we're at. I keep saying that I really, okay, should I change? Yeah, the, no. Like, should I change that? There'd be a lot of stoplights on the way. Listen, I have an obsession with the Daily Mail. I'm sorry. Yeah, she does. Okay, so it, it took us a while to get here, but we finally are at the intersection <laughs> of pop culture. And actually, this is honestly the intersection of pop culture and politics. Because All right, well, look forward to it. All right, so let's get into This is something that Leah has brought to my attention. Um, yeah, I don't know what Dara was doing this past weekend. Mm. Well, I want to talk it's about Colin Kaepernick and the Nike campaign, but okay. you didn't seem that into it. That's the intersection of pop culture, politics, and sports. I'm down to talk about it. I was but just, I, I do want to talk about this because okay. I actually do think it's actually like really interesting. Um, the New Yorker Festival, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they announced yesterday that Steve Bannon uh, was going to be the uh, headlining um, interview for the New Yorker Festival. That was quickly met with a lot of backlash. Um, Just to give you a little background of what the New Yorker Festival is, it's obviously a festival that's put on uh, in early October by the New Yorker magazine. Um, It brings people from arts, politics, um, and they kind of do like panels and interviews. And it was first held in 1999, and it's just whatever, a big deal for the magazine. Um, just yesterday, the editor for the New Yorker said that Steve Bannon was going to be the headlining kind of attraction, whatever you want to call it. Um, this was met by very, very, very swift backlash from people who had already agreed to be in it. Um, as soon as it was announced yesterday, people started backing out. I'm going to read some of what's been going on. This is a New York Times article that... The headline is, the New Yorker Festival pulls Steve Bannon as headliners following high-profile dropouts. Um, Judd Apatow was scheduled to be at the event, and he tweeted um, yesterday, if Steve Bannon is at the New York Festival, I am out. I will not take part in an event that normalizes hate, 
I hope that at New Yorker, do I have to say like at New Yorker like when I read it? No. Okay, well, we'll do the right thing and cancel the Steve Bannon event. Maybe they should read their own reporting on his ideology. Um, I want to go down to some other tweets. John Maloney, who is a comedian, um, he's had stand-up work on Netflix and HBO and said um, that he has pulled out. And he said, I'm looking for this quote. Wow, there I get organized. That's not nice, Leah. You criticize me whenever I do that. He's pulled out. He has referred to Steve Bannon as an anti-Semite and said in his Twitter post, uh, I am out. I genuinely support public intellectual debate and have paid to see people speak with whom I strongly disagree. But this isn't James Baldwin versus William F. Buckley. And then soon, uh, Jack Antonoff, who is the frontman for the band Bleachers, who's also written a lot of songs with Taylor Swift, said on Twitter, respectfully, that's a full no for me in the normalization of white supremacy. Jim Carrey also chimed in saying uh, in the festival that uh, a festival featuring Mr. Bannon and himself could never happen. And then Pat Oswell also tweeted, I am out. Sorry, New Yorker. See if Milo Yiannopoulos is free. All right. So I guess what we want to talk about is why do you think that the New Yorker even felt the need to have Steve Bannon as a headline? Hold on, I'm sorry. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Apparently, you can't. They're not hearing you. Oh, okay. Um, hold on one second. Okay. I doubt it, people. We're going to play um, a, me- a song, more Beyonce, because it's her birthday right now until we get this figured out. But do that on your own time, okay? We're back. We're live. All microphones are working now. This is not a Beyonce podcast. No. But sorry for that technical interruption. Uh, Continue, dear. You were talking about Steve Bannon, New Yorker, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, just reading all... Backlash. Just reading off all the tweets of the people who have pulled out since that it was announced that Steve Bannon was going to be the headliner of the New Yorker Festival. Um, Even Roxanne Gay, who's not scheduled to be at the festival. Mm-hmm. We love Roxanne. We love Gant. Roxanne. Um, Fat Feminist. Mm-hmm. Great writer. A great writer. Um, she was working on an essay for the New Yorker ah. and pulled out of writing mm-hmm. that essay for them. Yeah, she's got... Put she, her money where yeah, her she, mouth Yeah, no, she really is. does. Oh, yeah, she ain't... And, like, she'll talk she about the privilege she has to do that, but she is so not afraid to put her money where her mouth mm-hmm. is and will back out. She had a... Oh, yeah, she Does had she a, come from money? No. Oh. I mean, I think she's a middle class, but... Um, but she's just able to, like, she just... Just in the work. She can just say no if she yeah. wants to, because she's just done enough with yeah. selling enough yeah. books and whatnot. Right. She's made her own money. Okay. She was going to put out a book on the same publishing company that was going to put out Milo, whatever not, his yeah, name. Yatinopolis, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she... When, Pulled once, out of that. Yeah. She was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that Yeah. Anymore. Well, good for her. Well, okay, for me, I'm not going to lie. The New Yorker putting Steve Bannon on as a headliner does not surprise me in the least. I think that there's... Why? Because I think that there's a fine, thin line between 
white liberalism and white supremacy. I don't think that they're too far apart. And I think that a lot of white people sympathize with white nationalists. Yeah. I think that's obvious in things like the article put out by the New York Times where they did that um, article about the neo-Nazis that lived in Ohio, the Nazi next door. I think it's obvious well, when... white liberals love to humanize white nationalists. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think they sympathize with them in some I weird mean, lo- way. M- or maybe Malcolm not that. always said, your biggest enemy is not the Ku Klux Klan. And the biggest enemy is, you know, the guy who wants to go to, like, a Bill Clinton liberal. rally with you. Right. The and white liberal. wants to have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And not problems. And I think, you know, it, it's the same reason the way Bill Maher had... I mean, I... Yeah. I mean... Bill Maher's racist on his own, but yeah, that's—I sure. mean, he's a liberal racist, and he had yeah. he had Milo Yiannopoulos on his show yep. um, a couple years ago. So the New Yorker having not seen a couple years ago, like, well, we were living in Flatbush by the time. That's why I'm thinking. That's what. Uh, so it, yeah, it was, it was a, 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 a year couple ago. years. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Whatever. I mean, not, a couple years ago isn't that long ago. It's like yeah. right at the turn of Trump getting elected, yeah, yeah, and when sure. all those rats were coming up for air yeah, and they were all getting a platform because yeah, Trump was elected sure. mm-hmm. um, and Bill Maher was more than you know ready and willing to give Milo uh, Kellyanne Conway he'd been giving and Bill Maher had been giving Ann Coulter a platform for years mm-hmm. I've been watching real time uh, with Bill Maher on HBO since I was in middle school and Ann Coulter has always been a fixture on that show and she is nothing but a more tame version of this new neo-Nazi political front that we're seeing. I mean, yeah. Ann Coulter is a tame version of that, sadly. Mm-hmm. That's where we are right now. So, you know, the New Yorker inviting Steve Bannon on doesn't surprise me at all. I'm a little surprised um, how strongly people reacted to it. You know, I, yeah. I kind of thought that... Well, I, think, I think you expect it from someone speaking like Speaking to the Mark. mic. Sorry. Okay, cool it. <laughs> I think you expect it from someone like Bill Maher, but the New Yorker is just like, is this hippy dippy liberal like place? And like I think New York Times has done it, like you said, with like their expose on the yeah, Nazi next door. Yeah, the Nazi next door. But New Yorker hasn't hadn't done that yet. Like they really mm-hmm. had been really so critical, critical and on the right side of history. And to do this just seemed really out of character for them. So my question to you is then, like, what do you think about the idea of shutting down discourse that is opposite of yours and then, like, a fine line between, like, there's no discourse with hate. Like, this isn't someone who, like, degrees, disagrees on, like, policy of, like, tax reform and military spending. This is someone who says, like, white people are, like, the best rate superior yeah. yeah so like like i think this is different than like having mike P- even mike pence as like the, yeah like, you know like i think that's someone like we're gonna be like okay this is like this is us hearing the other side this right. is us having a a conversation a dot a debate but steve bannon and i think he would even call himself like a white, a white supremacist mm-hmm. like and if he I think he calls himself a white nationalist. Right. I think that's like the PC term. If he hadn't mind. been in the White House for as short, even if for sure every time, they would have never thought to do this. Right. And I don't understand. It seemed like it seemed like when I saw the announcement, and I honestly at the, at the time I rolled my eyes as I said, people are going to freak out about this, and they're going to have to uh, retract. Uh, and back up, back up and from this. Disinvite him. And disinvite him. That's exactly what they did. So I didn't, even, I didn't pay much attention. Took like less I knew. than twenty four hours. Less than twenty four hours. Because it didn't seem. The only reason it seemed like they were doing it was for pure shock value. Right. There, there is no intellectual merit, I to think, Steve to Bannon. having Steve Bannon. Because like, mm-hmm. and I, and because he's not intellectual. He's no. just some like white he's just a guy hick. with a computer. Yeah. Who got a platform, and now you're gonna go ahead and give him an even bigger one? You know, like it's 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 not Gore Vidal, you know, debating at the presidential debate. You know, like right. This you're just giving a platform to hate for no intellectual merit at a place that's supposed to be for pure intellectual and artistic merit yeah it literally legitimizes everyone who's there is getting legitimized by the new yorker yeah which is like a big deal yeah so it's why the would point. you those, ex- those tickets are expensive right. like it's a yeah it's a big deal in new york 
and everywhere. But I don't just think, that, but that's my whole point, is that I don't think that New York is as liberal as, like, people think of New York as this, like, hub of, like, no, it's not. Li- like a liberal mecca. It's like, like, New York is incredibly racist. New York is incredibly segregated, not just by race, but by socioeconomic uh, status. And, you know, I think the whole, like, I think, New York is more of a mirror of America than people realize. People always talk about the coastal states and how the coasts are so out of touch with middle America. I think New York is right on the pulse of America. I mean, Donald Trump thrived in New York for decades, was welcomed with open arms, made no, you know, uh, secret that he was racist. He didn't have black people living in his buildings. He wanted the Central Park Five to be put on death row. Everyone knew that Donald Trump was a racist and everyone was okay with it in New York. He ran that whole area around uh, Columbus Circle. Do you know how many buildings have the Trump name on it? Even now still? So just like this idea that like New York is just like this liberal Mecca and all the white people here are so special and love yeah. brown and black pe- and poor people. It's just like such crap. It's yeah, not true yeah, at all. People in New York are incredibly racist and they spend a lot of money to make sure they don't have to live <laughs> next to black people. Yeah. So Steve Bannon, you know what? The New Yorker Festival probably would have been a good fit for you. Do you give any of the... Um, celebrities that tweeted about backing out any credit i mean i mean john sure. apatow, I mean, I mean, john apatow gonna... is like really like it's kind of funny because like i think john apatow is incredibly problematic i think he's done like a a lot of kind of weird things because like he works with me i don't even... well yeah and like he just like the whole bill cosby thing like obviously bill cosby like well just the what way was the whole bill cosby thing? when the whole allegations with bill cosby and it all came out yeah. he would like went in after him but like he's oh. never really gone in about like Harvey oh, Weinstein or Woody Allen and it kind of always seemed like a little like racial mm. um, and a little weird like how hard he's going after Bill Cosby and yes his work with I'll Lehman have to look into the Harvey Weinstein look if he into never it. really spoke out Google I think it. he has spoken out against that but yeah he was definitely very adamant about Cosby but I mean I, I mean no I don't give the celebrities any merit because for doing the bare minimum of what they're supposed to do yeah. as human beings. Yeah. No. But I'm not going to lie. It is kind of cool. Like that. It's good, yeah. It, yeah, it's cool. It's good. I was kind of surprised by, um, like, Jim Carrey saying yeah, that. Said, you yeah, know, Jim Carrey's not yeah. a very, like, political actor. Right, so, yeah. You know, I, I do give them a little credit. Sure. But not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's something else that you want to add about this because you brought this topic up to me. Oh, oh, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, Aaliyah's boo. <sighs> I love Malcolm Gladwell. Another one bites the dust. He's half black, too. He's black. Yeah, I mean, yes. He's black. I say I use Yeah, why'd you say half black? I mean, he could pass. That's why. He could, not with that nappy hair. Yeah, well, he, yeah, I know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) He's black. Well, uh, yeah, he's black. So it's like even more of a reason of like, why the hell are you saying this? Anyway, Malcolm Gladwell is a longtime New Yorker writer He's written lots of books. He has a really great podcast called uh, Revisionist History. And he tweeted out that he, you know, welcomed this kind of debate, mm-hmm. welcomed these kind of different ideas on mm-hmm. this platform at the New Yorker Festival. And he he kinned it to, I, I didn't know the exact person, but it was Joe McCarthy had, I guess, some famous interview where that was like part of his downfall and he was like well you know these kinds of interviews can help bring down these kinds of people and mm-hmm. it's like i don't think that steve bannon is is up anywhere yeah, everyone that's knows what I was gonna say. Who, that's a really good point you made everyone knows that he's a piece of pos yeah. and like no one has like respect for yeah. Steve Bannon. Like we don't so, have to take down Steve yeah, Bannon. There's no, yeah, there's no takedown. He's already right. down by giving. If you him, stop giving him places yeah, to speak, he, at, just he go will away. go away. He will go back to the depths of the corner basement that he came crawled out of. Yeah, and he will go away. So it was just really disappointing because I really respect Malcolm Gladwell and I really respect his opinion on things. I think he's a a smart man. So he is kinda, smart. His podcast is really good. It was really disappointing to see him, to to see him think this, even when the New Yorker ultimately, and New York, other New, York, New Yorker writers 
had yes. came out against this. That's another thing that the article in the Times so said. So like, it wasn't like he needed yeah. to just fall on the sword of his publication. Right, like, he really did, seems to believe in this. And like even when his editor-in-chief realized that he was wrong, mm-hmm. the man who made this decision to have Steve Bannon on, yeah. he still continued to believe that it was... He, that he, I guess, I saw some intellectual. David Remick. Yeah, David Remick is the editor in chief. Yeah, of the New Yorker. Um, that was when. That was what got my attention more. So to see Malcolm Godwell. That's disappointing. It was really disappointing. Um, I wonder because it's just like, and it. I mean, there is a fine line between, you know, having voices that you disagree with, and I understand that, and I think that John McCain's funeral is, you know, a great. Sure, depiction yeah. of that type of like coming together people from opposite sides and still being able to like live together and have dignity and respect for one another mm-hmm. that's not this Steve Bannon is nothing but a hateful Nazi he's just like disgusting and that type of rhetoric has no place in any type of forum mainstream or otherwise so Gotta think next time you want to spend $9 on a New Yorker. Right. Or next time I want to steal our neighbor's New Yorker subscription when right. it's left outside their mailbox. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to read his exact tweets. It was, huh, call me old-fashioned, but I would have thought that the point of f- festival ideas was to expose the audience to ideas. If you only invite your friends over, it's called a dinner party. What? Well, No. And then his expose the people to the ideas of white nationalism and white supremacy. Right. And then he was okay. And sure. then he was his follow-up to about the Joe McCarthy was Joe McCarthy was done in when he was confronted by someone with intelligence and guts before a live audience. Sometimes a, pro- a platform allows a gallows. Actually, a, a, sorry. Sometimes a platform is actually a gallows. Like, I I, I, just, I don't know <laughs> what you're thinking, dude. I. He hasn't tweeted since. I mean, it's only been 12 hours. I don't. I doubt that he's going to come back. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. So I doubt he's going to ap- apologize. But he's definitely gotten a lot of flack from it. Um, so that's good. But yeah. Roxanne, Roxanne Gay tweeted at him. She said, What'd you she would say? have thought wrong if you think people need more exposure to fascism. Why would you tweet this terrible thinking under your given name? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like. She came for him. She came for him. But, yeah, so, whatever. The New Yorker did the right thing, I guess, of retreating. But you know, well, never I wouldn't be surprised. Fir- I would should have never done it in the first place. I wouldn't be surprised if this is exactly how they thought they wanted this to play out. Right. I mean, because like I'm sorry, I never heard of the New Yorker Festival. Well. Support me on that. No, I, I want to go every year. Like, it's... Like, tickets are Do you, is it, like, a dream of I, yours? No, I mean, tickets aren't that expensive. But, like, Carly Rae Jepsen was there last year, and I really wanted to go see her, but I couldn't Okay, I can't be that exclusive, It's not it, exclusive. But I never said it was exclusive. Either way, I would not be surprised if this wasn't their plan for this to play out just Dude, like you're this. you're not intellectual, you know? That's why you haven't heard of it. I'm sorry. Do you agree that you think it's a possibility that this could have been, like... Um, Possibly. I mean, uh, they had a New York Times article written about it. Yeah. It's um, all yeah. over the place. It's all over Twitter. No such thing as bad press, yes. All right. Let's keep it moving. Should we move on? Yeah. All right. I want to talk about Jeffrey Owens. Okay, tell me who this person is. Okay, you you haven't heard about this, right, at all? No. Okay, well then, okay, I guess that's kind of good. Okay, so Jeffrey Owens is an actor. He's best known for his role as Elvin on the Cosby show. Oh, I said that. Okay, I just didn't know his dude's name. Okay, okay. yeah, he, yeah. And you also know him as the lawyer from Divorce. Law is law. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I mean, sorry. sure. I mean, sorry, I audience. This is like an inside joke. I mean, That's him. Yeah, law, I mean, I know who Elvin is. I watch the Cosby <laughs> show a lot. Like that, I don't know him from Divorce. I know him from Cosby show. Like, okay. Well, anyway, so... Um, Alvin. Yes. The Cosby Show. He Jeffrey played Owen. Sandra's husband. The there oldest. you go. Don't, no, there's Elia. no there you go. Like, I knew exactly. Okay, like, I didn't know that you I knew Cosby know like that. Yeah, like, I know Cosby like that. Aww. Sandra, the oldest. If you don't stop okay. patronizing me, Sandra's the oldest sister. Aw, this is cute. Look at you trying to be black. Um, So he was recently... Photos were taken. Have you heard about this? Yes. 
Okay. I brought it up like before the show, and you were like, "Yeah." Okay. I so he was recently. Um, photos were taken of him at a New Jersey Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, someone took photos of him working there as a cashier. Uh, the Daily Mail and all its pettiness and all. So these two women took a picture of Jeffrey Owens as a cashier at Trader Joe's, yeah. then sold the photos to the Daily Mail. The, the Daily Mail was the first outlet that outed him, mm-hmm. if you want to say that, outed him as a cashier at the Daily uh, at Trader Joe's, and then all this sort of backlash and like, yeah. And then they're putting out articles being like, Jeffrey Owens should be proud, like you are the mm-hmm. ones who bought those photos, right? So they were trying to shame him for working. At yes, Trader Joe's. I'm trying. To, yeah, and so then all these other actors came out and were like, "There's nothing wrong with that. Like I've been in between jobs and I've had to waitress or do so and so. A job is a job or something. There's no one job is better than the other. Exactly. And uh, he was recently on Hoda, right? No, Leah Robin Roberts. Oh, sorry. Oopsie. Um, I want to get out. I thought I had saved it. Um, but he went to Yale. So like, he went to Yale. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yale's his alma mater. Okay, Aaliyah, what is that? Why are you like? Oh my god, he went to Yale. He's in, they have like the best theater program in the world. I know. I'm just it's like, sad. Like, I think that. That would you find out that's the case for a lot of black actors that they go to Juilliard and mm-hmm. Yale and then they're typecast over and over and over again or they can't get these good they can't get good roles. And yeah, he says he has had an acting job that's um, lasted more than ten weeks since nineteen ninety two. That's insane. Yeah. Um, hold on, I wanna pull this. Do you think this will change his career at all? Yes, I do, and I want to get to that in a moment. But first, I want to play this video. Can you hook it up? Can you hook my sister up? Yeah, hold on. Let me just push play on that. So I can't play it on that? I can pull it up on the computer. Okay, Which I told you, just let me do. Um, But since you, yeah, since you asked if it's going to change his career the short answer is who do you think is coming to the rescue who's gonna save it shonda rhimes dang it uh you're in the you're in the right wheelhouse who i do ray okay you're you're thinking too high too high oh tyler perry yes (laughs) there you go there you go too high brown right you said you went from shonda rhimes just like middle than ava dubray but um what's his name again spell it for me uh G E O F F R E Y Owens, Jeffrey Owens. Um, so yeah, so Tyler Perry has already tweeted out, um, hashtag Jeffrey Owens. I'm about to start shooting on number one new drama next week. Come join us. I have so much respect for people who hustle between gigs. That the measure of a true artist. So Jeffrey Owens. So in the show, he's referring to is the haves and the have-nots. Which oh, is, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what should I be searching? Uh, Google Jeffrey Owens Daily Mail, and then um, I'll show you this l- link right here where he's talking with Robin Roberts, and we can, like, play his interview. So, yeah, so that's already happened. I'm sure he'll take him up on that, and hopefully... Oh, oh I'm sure he will. <laughs> well, he quit Trader Joe's uh, job. Because like, it probably became like a circus. Um, but he's, you know, he, yeah, he's a very impressive guy. He went to Yale. He's actually a full-time um, acting teacher slash coach. You know, he's been on The Cosby Show. He's been on Divorce, which is a show on HBO. He's been on, I want to say, um, Better Call Saul. But, you know, a couple roles in I don't the- even know if I would have recognized him based on these pictures. Like he definitely Oh, I wouldn't have. Like... Stop. Sorry. Body shaming, Aaliyah? Really? You gotta be in shape if you wanna. Yeah, because, like, John Goodman's in such a good shape. Touche. Are we queued up? We're queued up. Sorry for the technical difficulties today, ladies and gentlemen. When the bathroom needs Oh, to there's an ad. <laughs> We're real professional here. Only the Sponsorships bad. are gonna come rolling Roll on in. through. 
Does MSNBC know about us? Not yet. Speaking out, Jeffrey Owens, the Cosby Show alum who was job shamed for his side gig at a Trader Joe's, now has A-list actors rushing to his defense. Owens was spotted by a fan bagging groceries at Trader Joe's in New Jersey. The fan who then shared the photo said she was surprised to see Owens working there. But now many fellow actors are saying there's no shame in his game. Terry Crews led the charge over the holiday weekend with this Labor Day lesson, tweeting, quote, I swept floors after the NFL. If need be, I do it again. Good, honest work is nothing to be ashamed of. Judd Apatow also weighed in, who worked with Owens on HBO's divorce, saying, quote, Jeffrey Owens is a fantastic, hilarious actor. Owens spoke out today, saying this on Good Morning America about the incident. Take a look. My wife and I started to read these responses from like literally all over the world uh, of support. And, and so fortunately, the shame part didn't last very long. In addition to taking small parts on shows like HBO's Divorce and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Owens is also a professor. This, this business of my being the Cosby guy who got shamed for working at Trader Joe's, that's going to pass. You know, that, that's going to... You know, in some measure of time, that's going to pass away. But I hope what doesn't pass is this idea that people are now thinking, this rethinking about what it means to work. You know, the, the honor of the working person and the dignity of work. I've, I've had a career that most actors would really, you know, would die for. So no one has to feel sorry for me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. Jeffrey Owens, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey Owens! That's true. And he's wearing uh, a slip up. I, I, I am your father. No, 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 no. Let me say this. I am your father. If it was not for me, you would not be able to pay for the air that you are breathing. Now, why don't you two go and get a job and get out of my house? And then you will see me do some major dancing on your face. That was Jeffrey Owens oh, as boy. Alvin doing an impression of um, Cliff Huxtable. So funny. I Unfortunately, we're not going to go on the rabbit hole of Bill Cosby. Oh, it's really sad. It's that was a really, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, it was a hilarious impression. He was on Robin Wright, Good Morning America, not only with his Yale hat, but with his Trader Joe's Name pen. Tag on. Because you know what? You are more than just your job. Mm -hmm. You are an accumulation of things. And he wasn't the one with that one thing to find him. And, and life is long. Life is long. I always say that. You got that from me. I always say life is long. No. I got that from Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner got that from me then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you always say life's long. But um, uh, Terry Crews tweeted, I swept floors after the NFL. If need be, I do it again. Good, good, honest work is nothing to be ashamed of. Then Donnie Wahlberg tweeted, I don't know Jeffrey Owens. I know this. Al almost every successful actor, singer, athlete, or celebrity is one lucky or unlucky break away from bagging groceries themselves. Few would admit it. Few are humbler enough to do it. Um, and then Donnie Wahlberg said that. Mm -hmm. Wow, um, I know. Sometimes those Wahlberg were yeah. yeah. Surprise uh, Do you know who Audrey Wokopop is? She said she was on One Tree Hill. Can I see a picture? I don't have a picture. I just have her tweet. It says in between One Tree Hill and Cougar Town. Oh yeah, I saw that tweet. I think she's a writer. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah, the okay. people who took that picture should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. But long story short, Jeffrey Owens is going to be on Haves and Half Nots with Taylor Perry. Yay, good for him. And good for him. Right. I'll just leave him to go, Mouse. Sure. All right. Well, this goes back to the first episode. Taking it back if you're a long time listener. Thank you. Um, we kind of had some debate over whether you not, er, whether or not you thought Selena had reached out to Demi. Yes, I, we did. What did I say? I said no. Yeah. Because you don't have loyalty. Oh, I have loyalty. You don't have loyalty. You don't have respect. I have loyalty. Clearly not. Did she say she, she wished we shout to her? Of course. Read me the, read me the whole I'm quote. Read me the whole quote. Clearly I'm going to, Aaliyah. What do you think I am? Am I an amateur? This episode's been a little amateur hour. Okay. 
So Selena Gomez declare, declares her love and support for close friend Demi Lovato as she breaks her silence when sing, singer's near fatal drug overdose. Okay, so um, Selena Gomez is going to be on the October cover of Elle magazine. Um, she said that she reached out personally okay. to her friend. Not through an assistant? So shady. To her friend following her over, overdose and hospitalization. Uh, all I'm saying, so I'm going to read the quote from mm-hmm. uh, Selena. All I'm saying is I reached out personally. I didn't do, it, do a public thing. I didn't want to. I dot, dot, dot. I love her. I've known her since I was seven. Seven, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, what, what Elle is trying to do here, but so dot, dot, dot. It's dot, dot, dot. That's all. That's what I'll say. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to make it shady. Yeah. Well, great she's scoop, Al. Her, she yeah. didn't say anything. She's trying to respect her privacy, and that is admirable because there are a lot of vultures right now who yeah. would talk about it and spill the tea. And right. <clears throat> Demi almost freaking died. Yeah. And yeah, it is her someone she has legitimately known and not in a fake way right since she was a child and i'm sure even if they're not best friends right now that they still have places for each other in their hearts yeah that's what i said and you were like no no i don't think i'm sorry for doubting selena yeah i don't know what type of girl you think she is but um but there's more light about kind of like what happened to demi that night do you want to like go into that definitely okay so I don't, this is, like, really creepy. So, I guess, like, fentanyl, is that the same thing that killed Michael Jackson, or is that pro, what does Kanye say, propofol? I have no idea. I hope I fall. Well, anyway, so I guess, like, fentanyl is something that can be laced in drugs, and it's the same thing that killed Prince and Little Peep. Ah, Little Peep, yeah. Um, Which is, like, really scary, like, what, why is this being laced in things? Um... So, I guess the singer, Demi Lovato, cont- they revealed the name of her drug dealer, Brandon Johnson. He's getting a lot of backlash. I'm Jeez. sure he's getting death threats. Yeah, I'm sure it's like a whole thing. Um, she texted him early hours on July 24th and said to meet her at her home. I guess I'm sure, I guess for drugs. And then it was reported that the pair smoked painkiller Oxycontin on a tin foil at her home. Unbeknownst to the star, the batch was likely laced with particularly potent fentanyl as the dealer had a bad habit of buying tainted drugs from Mexico. What? Like, ew. Um, then this guy being, you know. So is this all an owl? No. no okay. Oh God, I like, no. What? no, no, no. Um, the dealer who, uh, Demi is said to have been using the service of the services of really daily mail since April, allegedly fled the star's home when he noticed that she was breathing heavily in bed. So he left. Essentially left her to yeah, die. Yeah. Then her staff came around, I guess, you know, I don't know, like the license, I'm sure like people just like come to her, yeah. their houses. Uh, all it says is leaving her staff to discover her at 11.30 a.m. This girl literally could have died. Yeah. Um, and that's when they gave her Narcan and then she was rushed to the hospital. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But a little other thing about Dem- or excuse me, about Selena. I'm sorry. This is just like really funny to me. I know you're 25, so this might not be as funny to you as it is to me. But Demi, or little, Selena, talking about turning 26, said, it's peaceful. It's weird. The moment I turned 26, I felt 26. Right now, I feel very sure of where I am. I don't feel erratic or emotionally unstable or like I can't handle my emotions like I used to. Yeah. Did you feel 26 when you turned 26? Hey, well, I'm 25, so don't age me. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm talking about Uh, her, like. Yeah, I mean, she's dramatic. You're you're such a woman. Yeah. I mean, I'll give her, like, benefit. I'll play devil's advocate and that she was forced to age when you're, like, this famous kid is, like, not real because you're, like, 18, but you are forced to make decisions like you're 30. Right. But given the freedom of a 21-year-old, yeah. 
You know, it's all over the map. Yeah. But no, Selena, just calm down. Relax. Tranquila. Tranquila. Do you understand that, Selena? <laughs> no, did you see what that that clip that when people oh, of her speaking Spanish and people were like, "Oh, now you want to speak Spanish? Now you act like you're Latina." Okay, well, give her a break. She, oh, her please. dad's Mexican. Oh, her mom is white, and she wasn't really raised with her dad. Okay, so. I think she claims she claims her Spanish heritage more than just Jessica. Don't call me Latina, Alba. That's true. That's and true. And she was raised by both Spanish parents. I mean, for being raised by a white woman, not really knowing her Mexican side, she claims it a lot more than. She yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm just hating. I don't think she's a coconut. Just hating. Um, but real, sorry to go back to Jeffrey Owens, but like I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about it. In light of like actors having day jobs, you know the um, Harvey, uh, the actor, the the guy who played Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh-huh, Boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about him? No. He just came out and said, I've been working as a janitor for the past six, six months, and I've been doing odd jobs, and I'm, like, really, like, happy, like, in between gigs. Like, we all got to yeah, do I what mean, we got to do. Yeah, I mean, I always think about that. Like, like those mm-hmm. at young actors, when you are, yeah, like, you, your, your career essentially ends right at the same time when it's, like, too late for you to kind of go back and mm-hmm. do anything else. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, he kind of, he, I mean, he was kind of a child star. Like, he could have done something else. But no, yeah. if you want to be an actor, you want to be an actor. Exactly. And if you're fine, like, with working odd gigs in between, yeah. like, doing Maybe it. Maybe he'll get a little bit of a, ri- they're bringing back Sabrina. Right. Another freaking revival. Well, he probably decided to be like, oh, Jeffrey Owens getting on because he got yeah. out. He's like, I'm a janitor, I'm too. a janitor, guy. I'm a hustler, too. Yeah. Um, Robin Ray is dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. I love that old woman. Wait, what? Robin Wright. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Robin from GMA. Yeah. Come on. What do we have to do? What is wrong with these publicists? Put a muscle on your clients. Right. Tell the people what happened. She believes that Kevin Spacey deserves a second chance. Does he? You know what, Dara? That actually would have been a... We have 20 minutes. Let's talk about second chances and and who deserves them and who doesn't because <laughs> Aaliyah's judge, jury, and executioner. Well, no, no, no. Because I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a a conversation that should be had because it's difficult and it's not all it's not black and white. Yeah. Because I I bring this up because of Louis C.K. Oh my God. So Louis C.K. recently surprised audiences at the um. What's it called? The Laugh Factory or whatever? That's in L.A. No, it's Comedy Cellar. Yes. Yeah. Comedy Cellar in New York, which is like a, an iconic mm-hmm. comedy stand-up where people get their big breaks, blah, blah, blah. Um, he had, has a long reputation of going there. But he obviously hasn't been seen in eight months since um, his... Since it was out of the heat, like, to yeah. masturbate in front of people without their consent. Yes. That, yeah. And so he just kind of dropped in on the comedy cellar, giving, again, no consent to anybody. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Kind of ironic. And gave a set and did a little small set. And so everyone was like, okay, well, it's been eight. Like, everyone was just like, what? Okay, I guess you're just like. You've decided now that you can come back. I don't know if we've, as a collective society, decided that you can come back. Right. Um, so I guess, yeah, the question, and there was a, a, New, York, a New Yorker, another New Yorker, maybe it was New York Times piece um, written by a comedian that I like, um, Aparna, I'm blanking on her last name, but she wrote an article, she's a comedian about who deserves second chances, uh-huh. and I don't know, like, let's just open up the floor. Well, about the Louis C.K. thing, um, I was reading an article about it, and uh, a woman was speaking. I, I can't remember what outlet. Like I was reading the article, I was reading online, and they said that okay, so he was tre- greeted by a standing ovation. Yeah, he made a rape joke. He made a. I want to get to that. Hold on. Listen. He was. He was um, I think it was gr- Vulture that you read. Oh, thank you. It was Vulture. Thank you. Um, he was greeted by with a standing ovation. Um, the woman said that there was some big burly man in the audience who screamed, welcome back, Louie. Yeah. Um, and the woman said that it felt like a very dominant, uh, ma- over-aggressive masculine crowd. And she said that she felt like if she even wanted to leave, 
even walking out, she would have been heckled. Apparently, two women did walk out, though. Oh, wow. um, she said that she felt like if anyone had stood up and said anything, like, this was messed up, that the crowd would have been really vicious to that person. She, like, so the, she said the whole thing felt, like, really, like, a, like aggressive. Like, the yeah. crowd was really for Louis. But being for Louis, they were being, like, aggressive towards any, like, type right, of, like, right, right, body right. who would have, like, descended against them. So I think that says a lot about the people who vouch for him. Yeah. A lot about the people who are fans of his. Yeah. Um, but, and then, Michael, uh, what's the guy from SNL who does, we, <sighs> Michael Chang. Thank you. I was going to say Michael Yo. That's the guy from, yeah. Michael Chang. And it was another black guy. Che. Michael Chang. Um, Racist. He, okay, so he did this article, kind of, I feel like, vouching for Louis, but in a really sneaky, roundabout way. No, I saw, uh, I mean, I just saw the headline, but yeah, no, people think that... Oh, I read the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying that, like, people, you know, that's how highly they covet fame, that they don't want to give Louis C.K. a chance because they don't think that anyone who's ever made a mistake deserves fame, because fame is the most coveted, most award that you can ever possess okay okay no i think what we're saying (laughs) no dude i think you missed the plot of the article no (laughs) i think he missed the plot yeah well i think he he didn't miss the plot he's trying to stand up for louis in a really roundabout way but he's you know saying that it's just like no i think what we're saying is that like maybe we're tired of men thinking they have absolute and total control and they're entitled to everything and everyone around them mm-hmm. and that maybe I don't want to give there my no money. There's no consequences. And if I decide, I'm not saying that Louis C.K. needs to be hung <laughs> by his toenails. He didn't, like, people are being like, he served his sentence. It's like, what? did he? Did he go to jail? I'm sorry. Right. Because what he Cause did is, is illegal. illegal. And all we did was just say that he couldn't be famous anymore. Mm-hmm. It's actually the least... Yeah. yeah and if you're comfortable punishment. giving your money to someone who likes to whip their stuff out in front of yeah. women when they're in a locked enclosed case and feel completely defenseless and alone, mm-hmm. that's your prerogative. But I don't. And if the collective majority decides that that's what we want to do is not give money to men who like to take advantage of people who have less power than them, then what is wrong with that? Right. What's wrong with that? Why is that a negative direction for our society to go in? Yeah. And why would you use your platform, Michael, to try and stick up for a man who mm-hmm. takes advantage of people who have less power than him? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. really? Check your privilege. Amen, amen, amen. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but back to what got us on this thing. Um, Robin White saying, I believe every human being has the ability to reform. <sighs> Robin, 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 Robin. Robin, you're doing and so well. You were doing so, you're doing so well, sweetie. I was sweetie. for you. Yeah. Um, in order to reform, there first has to be some type of punishment. Given. Right. Let us not forget that the allegations against Kevin Spacey is raping a minor. Yeah. That People go to prison for like 30 years for that. Not just, like, lose jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. It's, like, this celebrity justice and everyone's, like, they give them a second chance. There are people who, if you're just, like, a worker at the Piggly Wiggly and you get caught with your pants on with a 14-year-old, you go to prison for a long time. And then you come out and you're on the sex offender registry. And your life is pretty much over. Over. And no one talks to you. And no one talks to you. Kevin Spacey just lost his job at Netflix. He has millions upon millions of dollars. He could literally go by an island island and live out his days better than people who work to the bone for the rest of their lives. So the idea of getting a second chance, he doesn't deserve a second chance because he hasn't even been punished for the first thing he did. Amen, amen. So that is really disturbing. And I understand Mm -hmm. that it might be a complicated situation when you know someone and you don't know them in that scenario and you're like, I couldn't imagine if I was friends with someone and it came out that they were that type of person, how devastating that could be and, you know, the type of compartmentalization that you might do, you know, for that but don't use your platform to speak out for them and Mm. say that they deserve a second chance when someone 
who was assaulted by him got no second got no second chances no one stuck up for him no one said this happened to you and it wasn't okay and this person has to be punished for Mm -hmm. it so that's just like a really 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 odd thing for a woman to use her platform to speak out for like really and i really doubt that her and kevin were just really that close yeah because she even she even said that at one point she says oh we only knew we we sure giggled in between takes yeah but we were what only co-workers now you're willing to like go to the mat for this guy it's Mm -hmm. like i don't uh, make up your mind Mm -hmm. oh my god and just the fact that oh and not only does he not deserve a second chance Kevin Spacey is still saying that he has no recollection of this event. Screw this guy. He's saying he doesn't even remember it. So we're going to give a second chances when you haven't even made atonement yeah, for it. Yeah, you can't even first, admit to right. it. Right. So, okay, I guess this was an interview by Porter, like when she was doing a photo shoot for Porter magazine. Um, and yeah, saying everyone deserves second chances. And that since second chances or whatever you're going to call it, absolutely, I believe in that. It's called growth. growth. Really? Wow. I believe everyone's personal life should be personal, positive, negative, neutral, whatever. I don't believe it should be anybody's business. What? Alvin, they need to just put the axe on House yeah, of Cards. Yeah, no one's watching. I, like, that just looked like for me. Like, it's a wrap. It, was, it's, it sucked for the past two seasons yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Like, we don't need it. We, we don't, don't need, need it. it. Like, you're canceled, too. House of Cards is canceled. Kevin Spacey's canceled. It's over. Wow. It's over like, I'm really it's surprised that she, like, even wants to, like, do that. Like, even... I can't believe... Like, that's just... Like, I can't believe you even let... Like, her publicist, her team. Her publicist even let the writer ask her about that. Right. I know. That's really weird. Clearly no one has Tree as their publicist. Tree. Taylor's going to yell at me. Shout out to Tree. Taylor's as publicist. Who has stuff on a lockdown. Are you excited for a Star is Born? I'm so excited for a Star is Born. I'm so excited for the fashion that Lady Gaga has been giving us. I know. She's been. She's back. I'm loving this. Um, You said she's back. I mean, she never left for me, but, like, yeah. Do you think people after Joanne were discounting her? I love yeah. Joanne. Me, too. No, but people don't like it. I love it. Me, too. Listen, like, Lady I'm Gaga. I'm giving you a million stop. reasons to let me go. Please stop. I'm begging you. Are we going to go out with that song, probably? No, but we could go out with some Lady Gaga. But um, I just, I'm loving the trajectory of her career. Mm-hmm. Me, too. I'm loving I've it. I've always said she's going to have eras and yes. every iconic um, mus- music a- artist has eras and she is going to have it. This is a new era for her. She's able to recreate herself time and time again in a way that I feel, ex- with the exception of honestly, art pop. But don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. With the exception of art pop in a very organic way. Um, real quick before we close out, we're going to play um, Pick What Lady Gaga song okay, you Okay, but go do you want to do B- BDE? Oh. Like, are you going to have a thing for the show or what? But I, I do want to do BDE, but I don't know. Does Meghan Markle have BDE? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> obsessed with Meghan Markle. Well, I want to talk about the fact that Meghan Markle has been wearing nothing but suits lately. <laughs> In respect for her suits, her chef? Like, seriously, another suit. Actually, I really like this suit. What do you think? Oh, that's cute. But yeah. she's going to stop wearing suits because yeah, the puns are suits. too much. I'm loving the flair. Yeah, that's really cute. Shit's great. She does look great. We love you, Megan. We love you, Megan. We love you. All right. Um, Megan Markle has BDE. That'll be the BDE. Explain to the, viewer, the listeners what BDE is to our mother who's listening, because I know she does not know. Dara, you want to do this? I Own up. Okay, I'll explain. BDE. Sorry, mom, but dad. Um, BDE is big dick energy. Now, it's very complicated, okay, because... You don't necessarily have to have a big dick <laughs> to have BDE, right? And you, you don't, and a woman can have BDE, sure. su- such as Meghan Markle. Right. It's just a vibe. It's an it's an energy, as we said, right. that a person carries with them. Confidence. 
confidence, not arrogance. Can you turn your phone off? Sorry. Jeez, we're live here. Um, it's a confidence. It's it's not arrogance. You just you're you're going through the world and you know who you are. Yeah. Um, Meghan Markle, I wouldn't say her whole life has BDE, but she uh, has a she has now. You know what that ring does, no prince? I guess you BDE. BDE. Exactly. So shout out to this week's BDE winner. It is Meghan Markle. Keep having BDE. We're rooting for you, girl. We love you. What are we going out on? We're going to go out on some Lady Gaga, who also has BDE. Yes. Oh, major BDE, mm-hmm. definitely. Major, major BDE. She's always had BDE. Yeah. But she's having a BDE moment right now. Definitely. Um, what? Sorry for the sniffles. I'm a little... Yeah. I have like a mix of like a little bit of allergies, but mm. also just like... Like, I, I can't really get sick out of the immune system of a tiger, but I get sick for a day. And then I'm... I'm I, so I was sick really badly on Friday. And, but anyway, I'm getting better. Um, I'm fine now. Alright, we are gonna go out on, what do you think? Monster? Dance no. in the Dark? Speechless? Just Dance. Oh, wow. OG, Just Dance. Yeah. First Lady Gaga single. That, she, that I heard for the first time when oh, she was yes. on The Hills and getting dressed by Lauren Conrad. Yes, Lady Gaga it. was on an episode of The Hills getting dressed by Lady As Gaga. As a nobody. As a complete and utter nobody. She was like wearing like pleather pants yeah, had some like tragic blonde wig on performing at a club of like 50 people, people. yeah but dara heard the song and she's like and oh, i was like good she yeah. downloaded it she bought it on itunes i people. did bought it with her hard-earned itunes gift card money mm-hmm. um so shout out to lady gaga shout out to the hills this is not a hills podcast this is not a hills podcast you want to close out all right thanks for listening radio raheem this is over thank god I'm your host, Dara Rahim. And I'm Leah Rahim.
need it, spend the last dough in your pocket. 